Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Whenever I talk about crazy lawsuits, people jump in and say, you know, Steve, it's one of the problems with America. Anybody can sue anybody, and oftentimes these crazy lawsuits get filed and they make us look silly to people around the world. So once in a while, crazy lawsuits get filed elsewhere. <laughs> Several people sent me a story from businessinsider.com. Jordan Hart wrote this. Parents who say their kids won't eat or shower because they're addicted to Fortnite slam Epic Games with a lawsuit. Yeah, Epic Games is being sued in Canada because Fortnite is addictive. And they're saying that their children won't shower or eat because they're addicted to Fortnite. So a Canadian Supreme Court judge authorized the lawsuit against Fortnite's manufacturer And this is filed by parents who say their children became addicted to the video game. In July, three parents told the justice that their children appeared to be severely dependent on Fortnite and stopped eating, sleeping, and showering as a result. Now, (laughs) if you can't get your kids to eat, sleep, or shower, I'm not sure that that is the uh, game maker's fault, but we'll see how the courts decide that. The BBC reported that originally. The judge's uh, Wednesday ruling determined the class action suit was not frivolous or manifestly ill-founded. So the judge said there appears to be some merit. And keep in mind that in any legal system, the threshold to get into court is much lower than the threshold to win in court. So once in a while, stuff gets into the courtroom, but they lose anyway. Okay, so it's, it's, this is not a slam dunk here by any means. But the court has said... We're going to allow the lawsuit to proceed. The court concludes that there is a serious issue to be argued, supported by sufficient and specific allegations, as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of Fortnite, the court ruled. And, of course, the dangers arising are not within the game itself. They're claiming in the real world danger. An attorney from the firm that brought the suit equated the game's maker, Epic Games, to a tobacco manufacturer in an interview and said the legal responsibility was basically the same. Our motion was heavily inspired by the tobacco motion, just in terms of what we are alleging, uh, a lawyer said. Um, Meanwhile, the court echoed the comparison of video games and tobacco addictions. The harmful effect of tobacco was not recognized or admitted overnight. But there's a big distinction, I believe, because there came out a huge body of evidence that tobacco was bad for you and that the manufacturers knew it and did not do anything about it and, in fact, did the opposite. They tried to cover it up. They tried to hide the information. And when asked in front of Congress under oath, uh, they apparently misled Congress. And so there have been movies about that and a lot of litigation about that. And there was a big problem because many people later who got sick, who had smoked cigarettes early in their lives or used tobacco, wound up on government programs where they had to have some kind of health issues taken care of, which were directly attributable to tobacco. So if we're going to follow this out to its logical conclusion, somewhere down the road, there's going to be apparently thousands of zombified people who, who were harmed by Fortnite and harmed to such an extent that they're going to wind up in somehow in the care of the government. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Fortnite. Oh, yeah, I remember back before they declared Fortnite caused cancer. I remember that. <sighs> However, the court did not agree with the parents' claim that Epic Games deliberately made Fortnite addictive. 
So, here's the thing. There was an argument made, and again, this is the basis of a 60 Minutes piece and at least one Hollywood movie, that tobacco companies were worried about people giving up smoking because then they lose you as a customer. So the argument was that they had done things to make their cigarettes more addictive by putting things in them, adulterating them. And so what would you put in a video game that would make it more addictive? And is it simply just making the game better, more fun to play? Isn't that the purpose of the game? So I'm not sure how that argument could even be made with a straight face because people who make video games are, in essence, competing against other video game makers. So my video game, if it's more fun to play than that video game, presumably that's a good business idea. So is there anything illegal about making my game more fun to play? Or are they implying that there's something else nefarious going on, like secret, backwards-masked, satanic messages or something? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The court finds there's no evidence for those allegations. Uh, this does not exclude the possibility the game is, in fact, addictive, and that its designer and distributor are presumed to know it. And so if something like this were to stand up, that is, they, let's suppose they go through a full-blown trial and a jury comes back and says, yes. The game was addictive. They knew it. They got to pay damages. Well, what was the addictive nature of it that was any different than any other video game? I think I've mentioned this before. When I lived in Bad Axe back in the 1980s, uh, Williams had just come out with Defender, one of the greatest video games of all time. I'm talking about an upright console game in an arcade. I could walk into the arcade when they opened at 1 o'clock, put in one quarter, and play for four hours. And I'd walk away from a game I was still playing because I had to go to work. <laughs> yes. My misspent youth. I would pull up a chair and I actually wore a batting glove on my left hand because I got calluses on this hand. Okay? I mean, there's two sets of controls. Okay? And, and so, is that game addictive? Well, I could walk away from it when I had to go to work. But did I enjoy playing it? Yeah. Was I in like a zone when I was playing it? Yeah. Now, there was other people at the arcade who'd watch me play, and once in a while, the owner's son would come over and we'd play a two-man game. But it, was that addictive? I, I don't know. I don't know. So Epic Games denies the validity of the suit <laughs> in a statement they obtained um, that they gave to the BBC. Parents can receive playtime reports that track the amount of time their child plays each week, and they can require parental permission before purchases are made. We plan to fight this in court. We believe the evidence will show this case is meritless. On average, Fortnite attracts over 80 million active players monthly, according to TechCake.com. It's part of the class action. Other Fortnite players uh, in Quebec who believe they're experiencing symptoms of addiction to the game may be included in the lawsuit. Uh, and so they're looking, like I said, to do this as a class action on behalf of all those addicted to Fortnite. And so I don't think legally you can do it by showing mere addiction. In other words, if I simply put on a case and I say, I'm going to bring in a plaintiff, sit them, sit them in the box, and they get up there, tell the truth, and they say, I am addicted to Fortnite. Okay, I'm addicted to it. And they describe how they don't shower, they don't bathe, 
they clearly don't have a significance other. They just they, they all they do is tunnel vision Fortnite all day long. Their entire lives are collapsing around them. That's it. Then they bring in an addiction expert who says, I examined that person. They are, in fact, addicted to Fortnite. Okay, we rest. Is that enough to win the case? Absolutely not. Because you could bring in people who are addicted to all kinds of stuff. And I remember hearing about people who are addicted to, uh, you know, uh, chat rooms on Yahoo. <laughs> I, I heard people say, a friend of mine's in there all day long, all day, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, just, just constantly chatting away with people, chat rooms. And um, I know people who claim their kids are addicted to their cell phones. I, I, I know kids. I've seen kids who walk around like this. If they don't have a phone in their hand, they probably do this anyways because of just the muscle memory. They walk around all day long just looking at their phone. Can you see the phone manufacturer for making a phone that's addictive? And so the question is, what did they do that was unlawful? Or what did they do to make this addictive? Because presumably... Uh, they, they're trying to make a game that's good, that attracts players, it's fun to play, they want people to play it, so they get you to play, they presumably are, are, are doing their jobs. Did they do anything in that process that was illegal or inappropriate? And if it's just, we made a really, really good game, uh, I don't think that'll do it. So again, you say, well, Steve, the judge appears to like the case. No, the judge appears to have not thrown out the case. That's what happened. And it appears, by the way, he threw out the, at least the one count by saying that they had done something overtly to make it addictive. And without that, I'm curious to know how on earth they could possibly win this case. But crazy stuff happens in court. So we'll see. But as of right now, if you're in Quebec, Canada, and you play Fortnite a little bit too much, you might be part of this class action somewhere down the road if you want to be. If you want to be. I'm not sure how class actions work in Canada, actually, is opt-in or opt-out. But, but the bigger question simply is, if they litigate this, what are they going to point to other than these guys made a game that was too good? And by the way, I'll admit, I don't have kids. I, I'm not sure if I've mentioned that before. <laughs> I don't have children. I was a child myself at one point, but I do not have children. However, I've got brothers who've got kids. So I've got nieces, I've got nephews. And um, I hate to give advice to parents. Because on the rare occasions I've said something in front of a parent, you know, about how children can be raised. They always play the card and say, Steve, you don't have kids, you don't know. You don't, you don't have kids, and you don't know. I hear that all the time. Okay, okay. Is it really that hard to take away the phone and say, it's time to take a bath, take a shower? It's time to eat? Is it really that hard? You can't do that? And I've... I've actually had parents say, Steve, it's impossible. It's impossible. If your kid wants to sit through their phone like this all day long, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I know that among the parents I know, I know a couple parents who I've spoken to without the other parents present. I'm talking about different groups of parents, okay? And I've had a parent tell me, oh, no, 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 no. That doesn't happen in my house. And it doesn't. Turns out if you lay down the law early enough and set expectations, as they say, and let them know things such as if your use of that video game gets out of control, you might not be allowed to play it anymore. So perhaps you should do your homework, then play it. And by the way, you better get an A on your homework. Because if you don't get an A on your homework, you can't play Fortnite anymore. 
Turns out if you lay that down early enough, it works. But I'm telling you that not from me, but from parents I know who've done that. So there you go. But it's, it is, it is a, <laughs> it's a head scratcher, as we call it. Parents who say their kids won't eat or shower because they're addicted to Fortnite slam epic games with a lawsuit in Canada. Jordan Hart wrote this for businessinsider.com. Dennis, Brian, Scott, and Jason all sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. And by the way, for the few people who don't know, whenever I wear this shirt, it confuses people outside of Michigan. Leto's Pasties is a restaurant in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, although they've got three locations, one of which is now, I believe, in Traverse City. And a pasty is a food that they make, and it's a, it's a, it's a pastry. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a meat pie. And they're called pasties, not pasties, pasties. And Leto's, of course, is the same name as mine. But no relation. Leto is a fairly common name in Finland. So everybody who crosses the Mackinac Bridge and turns left on US2, who watches my videos, says, Steve, I saw Leto's pasties. Any relation? And I have to go, no, no, no relation. I go there all the time. I eat the pasties there. But I've, I've actually met with the owners. And we tracked our family trees, and there appear to be no interconnections. But that is the explanation for Leto's pasties. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. If life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor.